Good morning everyone. Uh, today I have the privilege of drawing to a close our present series on Kingdom Roots based in the Sermon on the Mount. I don't know about you but I've found it uh, a really encouraging but challenging series which has left me a lot to think about. Uh, Andy Wright last week finished our series proper and also began the summing up and he gave us several challenges that, to think about and I've been pondering those as I've been seeking God about where he wants us to go um, today. The sermon itself ends with these two verses. Jesus has finished teaching and it says, when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. As I was praying about where God wanted to take us, I felt him lay several things on my heart. And so this morning I've got like three pictures or thoughts that I want to share with you. They might at first seem a little disjointed, but I'm trusting that as with a bunch of balloons, the string being held together, that the Holy Spirit will do that for us and that we will end up with a coherent thought. The first one that God laid on my heart uh, begins with a speech from Winston Churchill, of all things. Uh, this was uh, one of his speeches he made in World War II. And the words that came to my mind were, now this is not the end, it's not even the beginning of the end, but it is perhaps the end of the beginning. First, let me say, I am not talking about COVID or the pandemic, and I'm not, you know, don't take it too literally. But rather, it was a sense from God that um, it was about our journey as a church over the last couple of years. You know, the leadership team and the prophetic team and the planning team spend a lot of time with God trying to discern and discover what we should cover in our teaching series. And as I look back over the last two years, I realised that God had been laying a, a pathway for us, sort of laying out stepping stones for us to walk through difficulties with a sure footing. I don't know if you remember, but we looked at prayer. We looked at why we pray, but how to pray and how to build prayer into our daily lives. This one really stuck with me was we looked at the reality of Jesus, the lamb being on his throne through all circumstances as we studied the book of Revelation. In the church without walls, we explored what it meant for us to be church. And in Daniel, we got to study what it looked like to be faithful to God when everything around us changes and, and we are exiles from what we considered normal. You know, it's as if God was equipping us before we even knew we needed equipping, if we were listening. You know, he is so generous and loving and kind to us. As Andy said last week, we, the people of God, are called to hear his word. And the biblical sense of to hear is to 
listen and to respond, to act on what it is that we're hearing. How have you and I done, I wonder? Did we build that teaching from those different series into our daily lives so that we were and are better able to navigate the path that we found ourselves on? Or were we simply occupied or entertained on a Sunday morning? I know that sounds harsh, but you know, it's actually a really important question for each of us to ask ourselves. We're not under any condemnation. This isn't about God loving us or not. We can't earn anything, but it's about being wise and discerning and being willing and wanting to grow with God. Matthew seven twenty eight says the people who heard the Sermon on the Mount were amazed at his teaching. What I wonder is our response. Are we amazed? Will I ponder on it and allow it to change me? Do I remember what's been said or do I need to revisit the scriptures as Phil suggested last week? Do I consider the kingdom of God in my day-to-day -day living? Will I put the things of the kingdom above everything else in my life? How about you? How would you answer those questions? Or will I allow the dust to settle around me over time and just sort of snuggle down so that I'm once again comfortable with how things are. The artist Henrik Ulrich captures this beautifully in his painting, The Sermon on the Mount. If we look into the scene, we see a wonderful range of emotions in the crowd. There's thoughtfulness and anger, uncertainty, penitence, sorrow, indifference, curiosity. How are we, you and I, responding to this teaching? As we look at the sermon. Keep hold of that thought or if you like that balloon and hold it in your hand as I share the second picture that God gave me. This is another strange one. It comes from the TV programme, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, which I don't know if you watch. But towards the end of each series, there is an episode called The Cyclone. And basically, it's a game which is designed to sweep people off their feet. There's tidal waves and big balls and a huge air turbine. And in truth, it looks like a lot of fun. And it is one of the highlights. But what God showed me was, is this is what the enemy wants to do to us. He wants to sweep our feet from out under us. He wants to cause us to fall as individuals and as a church. How many of us, I wonder, have felt our feet slipping a little or even a lot over the last 18 months? It's been hard sometimes to keep a, sheer, uh, a sure footing. You know, I definitely felt mine begin to slip a little when my mum was rushed to hospital this week. I thank God that he didn't let me fall. But what's this got to do with our current series, you might ask me? 
Well, I tell you, it's all to do with the role of roots. In Ephesians, God's call on us is to stand and keep standing. But how do we keep our footing in the face of opposition when the enemy sends out a cyclone to sweep us off our feet? How do we withstand the schemes designed to make us trip and fall? Scripture tells us that we are to be rooted in Christ. In Jeremiah 17 it says, But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes, its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. You know, I want that to be a description of me. Colossians 2 says, So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. Paints a good picture, doesn't it? But conversely, Mark warns us that since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. We know, you know, roots are vital for plants and they both anchor and sustain them. And the metaphor is a good one for us. But the question is, how do we nurture our roots? How do we ensure that they're growing and able to do what they're designed to do? You know, we must look to Jesus. We must look to the Holy Spirit. We must look to the things of God, the things that Jesus illustrated in his Sermon on the Mount. If we choose to make these things the priority in our life, if we look to Jesus and the Holy Spirit for our strength and our comfort, not money or our job or our image or, or even our family and friends, these aren't bad things. They're often good and God will use them to bless us, but they alone won't allow us to stand and keep on standing in times of trial. Now, I asked some of the other speakers what they felt God had laid on their hearts as we worked through this series. And, and I just want to share with you some of their thoughts. Robin shared, I would challenge us to see these Beatitudes are the character traits of all who seek to follow after Jesus. It starts in recognising our need for Christ and means we need to make every effort to follow after Jesus. And he said, for me, is that God wants us to come to him poor in spirit, in reliance on him and in need of him continually, not thinking too highly of ourselves. Also, to put into practice what Jesus says, not just listening to a good sermon, but allowing it to shape our lives by putting it into practice. David felt the Holy Spirit prompt him really quite strongly that you cannot serve God 
and money, you can only allow one to be the master. And Phil said, I think I would want to emphasise it's the work of the spirit to change us so that we don't create a law and to remember our ongoing dependence and need of God. You know, we've never got it sorted in a way that allows us to become puffed up, judge or centre on ourselves. What about you? What has God laid on your heart What's the spirit been whispering in your ear through this series? Have you been listening? Are you and I nurturing our roots so that we can stand and keep standing? And being fed so that when the time comes, we can also bear fruit for the kingdom. That's your second balloon to keep hold of. The third picture God put on my heart was one single word. It was reputation. More specifically, the reputation of the church in the world. You know, we know that we are God's ambassadors and we're called to reflect him out to the world. His goodness, his faithfulness, his power, his love, his justice, his grace, his mercy. In fact, his kingdom. Titus uh, tells us that we should in, live in such a way that those who oppose you may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say to you. That's worth pondering on, isn't it? There's a theologian called Elaine Pagels who uh, teaches at Princeton. And she tells us that one reason that the early church grew was because its reputation was so good. Christians were known for their loving, practical care of the poor, the hurting, those rejected by society. You know, the church has always done that and it still does it. And each and every one of us has a part to play in fulfilling that kingdom mandate. It is, however, an unfortunate reality that the reputation of the church has been damaged by the deeds of some which are truly horrendous. And for that reason, it's as if the voice or the light that we shine has to be even brighter. If we're going to glorify God. You know, in the sermon, Jesus said, let your sh light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. How are we doing with that? Are we living with a day-to-day -day concern for how we reflect and affect the reputation of God? I know God is perfectly capable of defending his own name, but the reality is that to a certain extent he has entrusted his reputation to us. If we take this sermon seriously and endeavour to integrate it into our lives day by day, how brightly our light would shine for him. How wonderfully would his name be glorified. And as our world begins to open up, how are you and I going to be salt and light to the world? 
Where will you shine your light for his glory? Have you asked him? Maybe we should. So this is my bunch of balloons. Do we hear, listen and act on what God is saying week by week? Are we seeking to grow closer to him, to understand the things of his kingdom? Are we looking to be formed by his word and by his teaching or to be entertained? Are we equipped and able to stand and keep on standing? Are we investing our time and energy into nurturing and growing our roots? Are we ensuring that we are bedded in good soil? And are we concerned with glorifying God and guarding his reputation by the way we live our lives? Do we make room day to day for the Holy Spirit to equip us and guide us? Are we looking to be salt and light to the world? You know, we are loved by such an amazing God. It's not really surprising if we find ourselves just wanting to snuggle up in the comfort of his presence. The thing is, though, when we were reborn, it was as if our, our design was changed. We, we've been formed with this hunger, this need to glorify him and reflect and represent him to the world, to be salt and light. You know, when we deny this calling or when we don't live it out, it's as if we become less thrilled by just being in his presence because there's a hunger that isn't met. And so we start to look around and seek other things to satisfy us. But they can't and they won't. And we must instead look to the Holy Spirit and nurture our roots and walk in his footsteps. It is the only way we can walk this walk. We cannot deny our dependence on Jesus and the Holy Spirit, otherwise we will fall into the schemes of the enemy and lose our footing. Let's pray. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how high and how Deep is the love of Christ for you. And to know that this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Amen and thank you.